And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are having a joyous start to your day. We'll be live until 1 o'clock, recapping and breaking down all the things that have happened in the local sports world in the last 24 hours, of which I could tell you there has been a lot that has happened in the local sports world in the last 24 hours. More about that in just a second. In the next segment of the show at 11.45, we're going to South Lafouche High School, and we'll have B.J. Young on the line. B.J. will be chatting with us about the spring football practices over at South Lafouche. We'll ask him how about how guys are looking. Uh, they've got an inter-squad scrimmage tomorrow that a lot of folks are excited about. <clears throat> that one will be taking place on campus, an opportunity for the Tarpons to get some work. Then at noon, we're going to be chatting with Coach Chad Menard of the Vanderbilt Terriers. His team punched a ticket into the state championship game yesterday. Vanderbilt gets a 7-3 win over St. Louis, which is a great segue for uh, what we're going to talk about a little bit later in this first segment. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our mailbag and our Q&A, and we'll talk some NBA, and we'll talk about how lucky the Warriors got last night and different things of that sort. But <clears throat> we lead off with just an unbelievable showcase of how our local high school baseball teams fared. Last night in Division II Select, we knew going in, we had two teams locally that were in each a semifinal. And I made the comment yesterday, don't be surprised if they both won. They're both going to have a great chance to win. That's exactly what happened. You got Vanderbilt getting a 7-3 win over St. Louis Catholic. Not only did they get a 7-3 win over the number one seed in the state, they kind of roughed up the number one team in the state, right? Led 5-0 at one point in the game. St. Louis comes back, gets three runs. What does Vanderbilt do? They don't panic. They get two runs the next half inning to make it 7-3. The Terriers were better than St. Louis yesterday. The Terriers flexed their muscles and showcased, hey, uh, we don't care about that little number one next to your name. We could play at a high level over here, too. James Guidry was good, didn't go the whole game. They had to finish it in relief, and they got that job done, too. So the Terriers are punching that ticket forward. They're going to the state championship game in Division II Select. <clears throat> now, obviously, I've already given it away whenever I said that both local teams won. But spoiler alert, they'll be joined in the state championship game by E.D. White. E.D. White gets a 2-1 to win over St. Thomas Moore. The Cardinals punch a ticket forward into the championship game. E.D. White and St. Thomas Moore fell victims to an inept LHSAA, which asks those teams to go out and play an inning and a half before long rain delay. Anybody with any sort of weather app could have seen, hey, the rains are coming. They probably should have just started the game a little bit later, right? Started it after the delay, played the whole thing after the, the delay like Vanderbilt did. But because we have an athletic association that frankly is, has no clue what they're doing, the teams were asked to play an inning and a half before the rain. But yet, fortunately for E.D. White, their pitchers were still able to have some juice after the rain. Tyler Weimer started and pitched in both halves of the game before and after the weather was outstanding. Seven innings allowed, one run, struck out 12, just two hits allowed. E.D. White gets a walk-off hit in the bottom of the seventh inning. Braxton Como delivers the walk-off hit. They get a 2-1 to win over St. Thomas Moore, and now that sets the scene for Saturday at 2 o'clock over at McMurray Park. You got Vanderbilt taking on E.D. White. It's going to be a local showcase of unbelievable talent. <clears throat> unbelievable talent. In terms of who's favored, who should be expected to win, I don't have a clue. <clears throat> Neither team's going to be able to throw their ace. We know that. Gidry's ineligible for Vanderbilt. Weimer's ineligible for E.D. White. Um, Gobert could throw for E.D. White. He's their number two guy. Um, but that remains to be seen. I don't know if he's going to be available through on Monday. I don't know how they're going to play it. I don't know how either team's going to play it, but I know this. Uh, E.D. White beat him twice during the season. You could just completely erase that. You could wipe that away. You know, that, that Write that in dry erase pin and uh, you know wash it away. Those two games don't matter anymore. These teams are back 0-0 again, back on a level playing field, and it's good to know that we have at least one local team who's going to be a state champion. And both of these teams, E.D. White and Vanderbilt, have built their programs as such to where you could expect them to be in this spot and in this position annually. Annually. 
Coach Menard has that thing at Vanderbilt rolling. They are young this year. Next season, they should be better in theory than what they are right now. Same for E.D. White. They've got a little more experience, but they've got so many talented young players. These are two teams that are going to be making reservations before the season starts to sulfur annually over the next several years. That's the type of programs that are being built out there over at Vanderbilt and over at E.D. White. Now, yesterday, because rain caused so much chaos in the schedule, there were some interruptions and there were some games that were not able to be played. But one game that was able to be played, I told you, I told you, I told you when this bracket came out, I said Berwick's number five, but Berwick should be number one. They're the best team in this bracket. Berwick, the number five seed, gets a four-to-one win over number one Kinder. They're moving to the championship. Berwick is going to win the state championship on Saturday. They're taking on Doyle. Uh, Actually, tomorrow they're going to win the state championship. That's a Friday game. They're taking on Doyle. Congratulations to Berwick. I told you guys all year long they were getting beat up on. They were losing to this team, losing to that team. I let everyone that was willing to listen know. Pay no attention to those results because I knew what the Berwick team had coming back. I knew what the Berwick team had in their arsenal. I knew that in Division Three non-select, the talent pool isn't incredibly deep. And I told anybody willing to listen, Berwick is going to be in position at the end of the year. Flash forward to the future, sure enough, they are now in the championship game taking on Doyle, who beat South Beauregard. 3-1 to one yesterday. You look at some of the results from Doyle. <clears throat> they're a really good club too, but I just don't think they're as impressive as Berwick is. And I think if Berwick plays well, <clears throat> Berwick's going to, as we say, cut down the nets. Um, I know that's not a baseball term, y'all. It's a joke. Um, but I think Berwick is going to be in position to win the championship and bring it on home to St. Mary Parish, and what an amazing feat that would be. So that's a third local team who will be contending for a state championship and is one win away from the state championship. Today, got some heavy hitters, man. <clears throat> if the rain holds out, you got West Monroe and Sam Houston playing in the semifinals out in Division One non-select. You got Sulphur and Barb taking on one another in Division One non-select. Um, go uh, Sulphur, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got some big matchups there. Division one select. You've got some big matchups there. You got Catholic of Baton Rouge taking on Rummel. You got Pineville taking on Jesuit. Those games will be played today. Uh, division two non-select. You got Lakeshore and Eunice that'll be playing today. You've also got Iowa and North DeSoto that'll be playing today. So you got some big old heavy hitting programs today out in Sulphur that are going to be doing business, trying to figure out who's going to be going where, trying to figure out who's going to be winning these games and punching their tickets forward to Saturday. Hopefully, and I'll pull out the app, something that apparently the LHSA did not do yesterday whenever they asked D.D. White and St. Thomas Moore to start their game before knowing that the rains were coming. Um, I'm going to pull out my app, and I could see that it actually looks clear out there in Sulphur today. So we should be able to play really without interruption. So hopefully we're able to get all of those games in without any form of delays or you know weather stoppages or anything, because yesterday was kind of a mess. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School. We'll ask him how spring's going, and then we'll get to Coach Chad Menard at noon. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we make a trip down the Baya. We go to South Lafouche High School, and we have their football coach, Coach B.J. Young, on the line. His Tarpons are currently doing spring practices. B.J., good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Good morning, man. I'm doing well, y'all. <clears throat> doing fine, bro. Uh, it's that fun time of the year. You guys are on the practice field, getting better, uh, you know, working on some things. How have the boys look so far, man? Good, man. Competing, um, you know, kind of getting after each other. Good to see as a head coach, you know, some days the defense gets the best team and some days the offense does. And even within the practice, you know, you win some periods and then the defense will win some periods. So it's good um, to see the kids responding because, you know, on a Friday night, um, kind of hit on it the last practice. It's a, it's a team effort. So it's going to be nice we're not moving the ball well. And the defense needs to pick us up and then vice versa, right? It's nice that we're not stopping many people and we got to keep scoring. But somebody's got to step up and make a play. Uh, stop the snowball effect. And um, you've seen some of that in, in the spring within the first, I don't know how many days, five, six days. So it's, it's been good to see. I was over at HD Elite earlier in the week, and, you know, I was taking some pictures of the kids playing three-on-three basketball. And some of your football players were out there playing. And, you know, I noticed, and I even made the comment, I was like, man, like you could tell the dudes that play football, you know, starting to develop them big broad shoulders and, you know, them, them big old chest and, Man, the work that you put in in the weight room, I was looking at Carson Ogeron like, that's a big dude now, man. Like, you guys have made some gains in the weight room. Yeah, look, man, I'm going to tell you, you know, and, uh, during the season, you're doing some maintaining stuff and, uh, you know, able to really get it in, in the offseason. We kind of give them, man, I kind of believe in, look, I'm asking for these kids to give me, man, I don't even know how many, in nine months out of the year, right? Because when you're not playing, you're grinding in the weight room, you're running in the stadiums. You know, we're coming back from the stadium now. So, I give them that break after the season, so after Christmas break, man, to kind of just get away from everything. Um, if you're going to another sport, give your body a little bit of a break. And then, but come back from Christmas break, man, we, we, it's, uh, it's pedal to the metal. I thought we've had a great off season, probably one of the best since I've been here. Um, with the buy-in and kids, you know, being here and, and working out, because you could write the workout on the board all you want. But, you know, if the kids ain't, ain't committed to doing it, you know, nine times out of ten, it might not work as, as, as you planned out. Uh, kind of change the things of how we do the weight room, right? You go two and eight, it kind of brings some things to your attention, wakes you up a little bit. So change some ways to do stuff to hold kids more accountable, make sure everybody's getting their reps in. And look, man, I, sounds different coming from me, but I do. I, I feel like you're right, man. I feel like you can see the change in the bodies. Uh, if, you know, you tend to see them without their shirt on. You know, you can tell. <laughs> um, some of them walk around with shorts on and starting to get that little W over the knee. So, uh, and look, they like it, man. They're, all, they're ready to take their shirts off now, you know, and you got to remind them we in school, you know, he can't do that. But so uh, it's good take it, man. It's addicting when you start to see a change um, as a kid. So when they start to see their body change, that, um, you know, that's what makes it addicting. And I think we kind of get to that point. 
You know, you told me before spring practices, you said, hey, man, like, look, we're moving some guys around. We're moving some defensive guys to offense. We're shuffling the deck. But then you also said, well, we're just seeing how it goes. You know, if, if it doesn't go well, you know, we always reserve the right to move guys back or whatever it may be. So, so far, some of those adjustments that you made, how are they working out? Good, man. I think, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of where you, where you hope to see it to be. Um Kids are not getting their feelings hurt if you're there for two days and you kind of move into another position. Um, have some, had some a few surprises where you know kids stepped up and uh, when you maybe not as saw maybe being this this advanced this early on. So um, you know, it's just hats off to our guys for for really going home and studying it. You know, we gave them stuff to look over and you can tell when you come back they're asking to be quiz. You know, coach quiz me. So um, that's got a lot to do with it, man. It's a good it's a good little group. For sure, man. Uh, offensively, uh, how have you guys looked? I know got a lot of explosiveness at the quarterback position, and you know you guys trying to find that running game. But actually, about your big boys, man. How you guys blocking? I know that's a big point of emphasis, improving your line play. How you guys been blocking out there so far? Yeah, look, there, there's glimpses, um, you know, during the Oklahoma drill or what we call big fish drill, or you know, some, some a few plays here and inside, and a few plays here in team that that you're like, you know what, they go, we're gonna be okay. Um, same thing from the running back position. You know, it goes hand in hand, man. Sometimes there might be a hole, but but in four A five A football, it's only open for a half a second, and you got to hit it when it's there. So I know a lot of times the big boys get the blame, but sometimes, you know, it might be the running back missing a read or something like that. So it's kind of it's, it's strange, man. It's got to all work in sync. It's got to open at the right time. Running backs got to hit it, um, and, and we are. I just it's not as consistent as you'd like it as a as a coach, as a coordinator, or as a head coach. But but listen, man, it's. You got to keep reminding yourself it's only you only had six practices, you know, um, and there's a lot of kids who who have never played. Look, there, there's a chance we might start seven out of the eleven on offense, uh, uh, sophomore or less, you know, maybe only three, four juniors or seniors out there. So, super young kids that that's never, you know, done it really at, at this level. So you got to remind yourself. Um, good news is, man, they they work every day, and and when you get on them, they take it. You know, they're very coachable kids and. That's something you either have or you don't. You know, you're coachable or you're not, and um, we do. Good news is there's glimpses of it where it's like, that's it. That's what it's supposed to look like. And, and the consistency will come as the reps come. For sure, man. Look, at, talking about that running back position that you just mentioned, you guys were last year just kind of throwing some stuff at a wall trying to see what stuck. You used a bunch of different kids. Now you got pretty much that whole group back this coming season. Are you looking for somebody to kind of establish themselves as the lead back, or are you guys going to take more of a committee approach? I, I think you're going to see um, um, mainly two. I think you're going to see uh, you're going to see Landon Daughter and you're going to see Landon Jarvis. Um, you know, you're going to see that a uh, one-two punch uh, in, in the backfield. Now you, you're going to also see Jarvis at receiver. You know, um, I think it's hard to go through a year or even a game sometimes with just one guy. You know, you, you run into some games where you, you, you're moving the ball in the run game and you want to try to stick to it and you look up and your back's, you know, tapped. You got to have that other guy that you can trust to get in there and, and give you give that guy a spell. Um, good news for us is one is just as good as the other. You know, um, who's the better one? I think you flip a coin. If it's heads, then it's daughter today. If it's tails, then it's Jarvis. Um, both, both very explosive players. Uh, so I feel comfortable. Look, same thing. As of today, they're freshmen. <laughs> you know, next year they're going to be sophomore. Um, and you're asking a lot of a 14-year-old kid, you know. Uh, but that, that's two kids that that, that just competitive and want to and be great, man. So I think uh, that's the two you're probably going to see the most, barring no injuries and nothing happens where you got to move a kid here and move here and, you know, patch some stuff up for, for the betterment of the team. I think that's your two-headed monster. You know, um, I think LCO fans will like that. You know, they probably used to seeing that a little bit a few years ago. No doubt, man. Look, let's talk about your defense. It was not a great defensive year for you guys last year. But I know from what some things that I'm hearing, you know, some folks are really impressed and really excited with how that side of the ball is looking so far. So from the coach's perspective, how's your defense playing so far, man? Man, I, I love what I see. You know, um, I, we, 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 we changed some stuff up, man. We talked about it before. You know, when you have a year like that, everybody got to do a little soul searching. Um, got to kind of put your feelings aside and, you know, uh, and, and kind of grind it out. And um, that's that's what we've done. Um, you know, Coach Bryce and, and, his, and, and the defensive side of the ball has done a great job, um, you know, I guess taking taking criticism, man. You could call it a spade a spade, you know, and, and trying to make it better and get better. And uh, we it's going to look a lot different. 
And, um, you know, our kids are grasping it. We kind of changed the way they install stuff. And uh, it's working out well. You're seeing stuff now, you know, all 11 hats to the ball, whether the ball carries on the ground or not, they're running just tagging. You know, and, that, and that's a mindset that's got to be instilled now, right? You can't, you can't just flip that switch August 12th and say, you know, we're going to put a hat 11 hats to the ball. That's, that's something that's got to be done from day one. And, and you can't let it slack. You know, sometimes you, you can't get relaxed as a coach. you got to stay on them with it. And, and that defense side of the ball, and Coach Gidget, man, they, they, they've done a great job. And, you know, I like, I like where we're at. Um, get to see it against another team uh, next Wednesday. Coach, tell us about where uh, Coach Dave McCormick is working with you guys. Veteran coach comes down the by. A lot of folks really in the area don't even realize that he's with you guys. What are the position groups that Coach McCormick's going to be over in the fall? Yeah, look, man, I, I, to me, that's a great addition to, to the staff. Um, you're talking about a guy who's been a coordinator for, for, for a long time under a good coach at South Terrebonne. Um, had to make sure he threw all that green and stuff away before he got here. Now. <laughs> but he, uh, man, look, bro, good dude. I, I think I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I, it's hard to find. Mainly, you look. You're looking for good coaches, right? He's experienced. He knows what's going on. I, I had linebackers come to me and say, "Coach, this drill we doing with coach, like this is helping me, like a lot, you know." And so, um, you know, I see it. But it's good that the kids, you know, they regurgitate it to you a little bit. Like, coach is helping me go with the pulling guard. Like, man, that's some stuff that. You know, we need work on. And uh, so the bringing the knowledge and experience um, that, that he has from being around the game for so long is great. And, and most importantly, man, when you hire coaches, you want people to, to, to fit um, into your personality, uh, the, the staff's personality. Uh, you don't want to mess up a good thing. You know, when you look at 2-8 and eight, say, Coach, it wasn't a good thing. But it is, man. You know, we do have a good thing going. Everybody's – it's like a brotherhood. But everybody got each other's back. And that's, that's not everywhere. You know, it, it's not – so he fit he fit in like 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 a glove. So it's been a it's been great having him around, and I know the kids take to, they took to him, and so it's been a good deal. Inner squad tomorrow, you guys are facing off with yourselves. What are some things besides for obviously staying healthy that you're hoping to see tomorrow? Yeah, look, man, health 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 is obviously number one. You know, um, we've kind of pulled back off of, off of Carson. You know, as far as live is going for him, you know, it's been a quick whistle on him after. I guess practice four, you know, don't want him to take it. We know what he can do, right? He don't need to take any unnecessary punishment. He gets upset about it, but you, it's a quick whistle, man, you, you know. Uh, but but I look, I, I want to see the defense uh, swarm around and, and not have any mental bust. Um, you know, if, you, if you're if you in a, a deep third in the coverage, you know, I want to see the corner in the deep third, not jumping the hitch. Um, so, 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 so discipline, not shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, not giving up explosive plays. You know, I think we got to limit explosive plays. So I want to see the defense not give up explosive plays against us. But on the flip side, I want to see us create explosive plays because that was something at times we I feel like we lacked. Um, it's it's hard to go on 12 to 15 play drives with, with 14 to 18-year-old kids. Um, the chances of something happening, uh, a snap, a misread, a drop pass, a fumble, it, 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 it expands. you got to create explosive plays. So, on the flip side, you I want to see us try to create some explosive plays on the offensive side of the ball and protect the football. How's my guy Camden Burke look, man? Because look, he's kind of old steady out there on the offense. He's a returnee. And actually, I was going over the depth chart yesterday in my head, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, Terrence P, Titan Alamon. And then, then I realized, oh, yo, Camden's back, man. You forget about him a little bit, but he had a really effective year, and I'm sure he's going to be kind of that, that safety valve for Carson this coming year, right? Yeah, I, I do. And what helps, man, is, is him and Carson are good friends. So you got that report. A lot of these kids, man, they hang out outside of this place. You know, so um, it's a lot of getting to know your, your, your team, man. So I think he, he's comfortable with Camden knowing where he's going to be at, the angle that he's coming out of his breaks, you know, um, the timing of the pass by the trigger he gives at the top of the stem of the route. Um, it's stuff that develops over time, and they've, they've built that chemistry. Uh Kid that you probably don't have to worry about if he knows what's going on. You know, the second year, uh, third year in, in the system, uh, can't, as far as Ken is concerned. And um, look, man, he don't he don't he don't drop many footballs. So, um, you know, when the ball's in there on a third down or something, you you you, you feel comfortable that that he's going to make the play. And, and uh, yeah, like I think him and Carson uh, have built a rapport over the year, and uh, he he feels very comfortable with him. That's for sure. And Cannon does a good job for us. Good stuff, BJ. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. All right, man. Thank y'all. Yep, that is Coach B.J. Young with South LaFouche High School doing an excellent job. They have an inner squad tomorrow. 
No admission, but to get in, bring a container of laundry detergent. Just leave it out there at the front entrance. You'll see where all the laundry detergent is being housed. That's just to allow the team opportunity to wash their clothes and wash their practice gear. I mean, there's con- those washing machines are constantly rolling out there in the field house, and you eat through some detergent. So that, that's your donation. They don't want cash. They don't want you know, anybody to be collecting at the gate or anything. Just bring some uh, washing detergent. And if you're feeling super generous, maybe even bring a couple of containers of washing detergent. Just tr- trust me, excuse me, before the end of the year, they're going to use it. It's going to be put to very, very good use. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Coach Chad Menard of Vanderbilt Catholic. His team punched a ticket into the state championship game yesterday for the second straight year. The Terriers are competing for the title. They're trying to defend their title against one of their biggest rivals, the E.D. White Cardinals. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to Coach Menard out in Vanderbilt here on 102.7. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the final time today. And we go to what is most assuredly a very happy head coach of the Vanderbilt baseball team, Coach Chad Menard. His team played super well last night, and they punched the ticket into the state finals in Division II Select, getting a 7-3 win over St. Louis. Coach Menard, good afternoon, buddy. Thanks for joining us again. How are we doing today? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing I'm doing really well. Uh, working on two hours sleep, but got a lot of adrenaline going. Absolutely, man. Your, your boys played very well last night. You took on a St. Louis team. 
um, that came in with the number one seed playing some good baseball, but you guys played some great baseball last night, got some timely hitting, got some good pitching. And, Coach, I thought one of the most impressive things of the game, you're up 5 nothing. they score three runs and kind of tighten it up a little bit, and your kids said, hey, no, we're, we're not dealing with that today. Got two runs right back the next half inning and stretched it back out. A lot of resiliency show from your guys, especially handling those delays throughout the day. Great win for the Terriers, man. Well, perfect analysis. I mean, all of the above. The formula of the game itself with, with uh, playing a cleaner game, um, you know, uh, James Gidger on the mound didn't walk anybody. Our team didn't commit any defensive errors. And we just um, – we didn't necessarily rip the cover off the ball, but we had great at-bats. We had long six, seven, eight pitch at-bats to just grinded it out. After three innings, their pitcher had 70 pitches and ours had 37. So, I mean, we were able to get them out of there and just put pressure on them all game long. And then they made a couple of, um, you know, a couple of defensive errors and walked a few. And we were able to put something together, man, and just kept pounding at them. And when the one time they got some momentum, we, we stole it right back. And um, our kids were, you know, so resilient, so tough. Just it didn't matter what came at them. They were ready. When, whenever you said play ball, you know, they, they were ready to go. We left at 9.30 in the morning and didn't have first pitch till 9.35 last night. <laughs> Twelve hours later, you know, with – with um, and actually we get in the batter's box to start the game and then they, they delay it before even a pitch is thrown. So have to wait another four hours. And not only four hours, sitting in the dugout watching it thunder and lightning and rain like heck. And, um, you know, it didn't matter. It, and it shouldn't. But we're all human, man. Human nature tells you, like, woe is me, like, oh, this sucks or whatever. But <clears throat> the kids just were, were kids, man. We, we forget sometimes what it's like to be a teenager, at least I do. But they, they just sat there and did TikToks and watched college baseball on their phone and just kind of laughed and giggled and enjoyed each other's company. Um, they're such a pleasure, man. It, it's, it's a great group, and, and I, they've worked so hard, and it's – um. It's pretty neat to watch their growth, and, and, and I'm, I'm so proud of them, and, and I'm so happy they're getting to see the fruits of their labor because they really do put in a bunch of work. Talk to me about that, man. The, the adrenaline's overflowing. You know, they play the national anthem, and you guys are ready to go, and right before the first pitch, lightning delay. <laughs> like, I'm sure emotionally as a coach, like, that just had to be just such a buzzkill. But as you said, it didn't bother the kids any. But, man, man, how do you get them back up after they already were up and then had to get dropped back down? Well, you know, I, there, there, there's, a, um, there's a scripture out there that talks about as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. And I had a wise friend of mine um, share with me uh, early on in my coaching career, he says, you know, after our team kind of laid an egg and didn't do well. And um, he came back to me, he says, your body language was terrible and your players fed off of that. And, it, you know, it stung to hear. But when I reflected on it, it, it was so true. Um, they fed off of my negativity and my, my poor handling of adversity. And I promised myself I was never going to do that again. Now, the way we played last night, I don't want to take credit for it. Um, but I do... I guess the point I want to make is we have to make a conscious effort of not let any adversity define who we are. Um, we build into our program and to our system adversity and handling of adversity. We talk more about, instead of routines, about handling adversity as a routine itself. So we talk about when things go sideways, how to get them back straight as fast as possible. So I think uh, we've prepared for the unexpected for as long as they've been in the program, and I think they just executed the plan. So all that to say, you know, ultimately they did it, they believed, and they were ready. They were ready. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, Gidry was good, as always, last night on the mound. But in relief, you guys are finding some weapons out there, man. Old Coleman's out there throwing some BBs. You guys are develop developing some depth on the back end there too, man. Yeah, and the thing about him, you know, we got guys that, you know, just compete. That they, um, again, it's, it's kind of contagious, iron sharpening iron, or however you want to say it. But, you, you know, when you get some positive momentum, that, that's a real thing, the energy and enthusiasm. And, and 
Um, nobody wants to be the one that, you know, doesn't keep it going. So they get out there and they compete. And um, everybody has a, a ceiling of talent. You know, they can only go so far. We're or Genetically, we're built a certain way. But uh, our job or we think, you know, we just want to be our best. And I think what the strength of this team is and this program has been since I've been here, it's not about one. It's about the accumulation of everybody together being so much stronger than just each individual and they buy into that so they come together and, and that's really the strength you talk about coleman and he's coming in or whoever you want to name name a name and i can show you the value they have and they understand that value and they they want you know they do everything they can to execute their role to make us um just to give our best chance to be successful as fate would have it, you guys are going to be taking on E.D. White, your cross-area rivals, you know, a Cardinals program that's really good. You guys are really good. You met up a couple of times earlier this season. Man, I'm sure that's going to be a great showcase of local talent. And look, I hope that you guys understand, win, lose, or draw, whatever may happen on Saturday, you guys and then also their guys, y'all making this community proud, man. Look, I'm sitting here in La Rose. I've, I've been talking to people all day. This is the first thing they asked me about, you know, this entire Bayou region is super proud of both of you guys, man. I hope you guys understand that. Well, thank you. Um, you know, to some degree, I haven't thought about the, the ripple effect outside of the our, our diocese and area, but I, I know it means a lot to us, and I know, you know, our region is coming away with a state champion, whoever it's going to be. Um, and, and, you know, we, we enjoy that because it's important that we – we represent ourselves, we represent our school and our diocese and all, but we represent, you know, our area too. So when we go out, you know, we're the Bayou region going to Southwest Louisiana and we, you know, we face whoever we face. And um, we just want to be a great representative of, of our people. And um, so Edie White and Coach Plitt have had a solid season. Man, we watched them and we played him some, and he does a great job. And um, We've got to know each other over the years, coaching against each other. Um, so it, it's neat, and just we, we have um, we have a close, close-knit school family. I mean, just last year we were sharing a school building with them, you know, so it's pretty neat to come back and um, share the field with them for the opportunity to win a championship. No doubt, man. Very, very well said. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you guys got a couple of practice days here before you make that return trip. What are some things you're hoping to see in the next couple of days to let you know, hey, all right, we're focused, we're ready to go? Well, today's emphasis is going to be on a, a recovery. We're going to have a light, light day. we we got to get moving. we got to get the blood flowing. Um, you know, we pulled into campus at 3.30 this morning. So, uh, so guys, you know, working on short sleep and, and, and our bodies are built where, you know, we need recovery. So, but at the same time, you know, muscle memory and skill work is is a real thing too. So, it's going to strike a balance. We're gonna we're gonna go fat. We're we're gonna have a really short practice today. Just review, get some blood flowing, and then hopefully, you know, the guys understand what's on the line, and they're going to go rest. And then tomorrow, it's just about um, it, it's, it's about the same thing. It'll be it'll be a short day, refining skills, and then heck, getting ready for that bus trip again on Saturday. Man, I'm so excited for you guys. Thanks so much for the time, Coach. Congratulations again. And, uh, man, we're pulling for you guys, but we're also pulling for them, too. Hope it's a great ball game Saturday. All right, Casey, man. Thanks for everything you do for us. Appreciate the support, and um, it's going to be fun. Yes, sir. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thanks. It's Coach Chapman are doing an excellent job. You got to catch yourself there. Usually, we're you know, we're saying, all right, you know, Coach, go win it all. You know, we're rooting for you to bring it home. And, Obviously, we want what's best for Vanderbilt, but we're also pulling for EDY, too, man. We're super good friends with Coach Plitt and those guys out there. I know this. That's going to be a fun game. I got a feeling there's going to be some runs scored in that game. That's going to be a fun game. I think the offenses are going to make it a very entertaining game. Um, that's two good programs, man. That's two good programs. And look, from Vanderbilt's perspective, I said Vanderbilt. From Vanderbilt's perspective, my bad. I caught myself there. Just look at their facilities, and you'll see why they're successful. Their field looks like a golf course. Their grandstand and, you know, game day environment is incredible. 
Their little field house, hidden cage, locker room area to the right of the field is incredible. And if you build something that kids on your campus want to be part of desperately, then you're going to get buy-in. And what happens when you have talented kids who buy in, you have success. And what happens when you have success is people want to be part of success. So then it grows and it grows. And that's what you're seeing. That snowball's rolling down the hill right now. And it's gathering more and more snow as it rolls. And you're seeing a Vanderbilt program that I'm telling you, (laughs) they're just reaching the peak or not even the peak. They're just reaching the beginnings of what's going to be a peak here for this program soon. They're not that experienced. They've got a lot coming back. They're going to be really good in the future um, because Coach Menard and his staff have that thing rolling into high gear. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's mailbag time. I'll get your questions answered. It's play-by-play on KLEB. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank now 70 years strong. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained crisis counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The Lifeline works. You are not alone in crisis. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the Director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury? Or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Welcome back to Play by Play here. Casey Disclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your Thursdays. Um, we've got one more show this week. After having such an interrupted week last week with some sickness issues, it's going to feel good to have five shows in a week again. 
Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, Dufresne Building Materials, come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, Araby, and Grand Isle for all of your building needs. Go experience the Dufresne difference today. Now... We've got our mailbag. We've got our questions from our listeners. Um, if you've got a question for me, at Casey underscore Justclare on Twitter. <clears throat> We're at KLB Radio on Twitter. JustClareKC at gmail.com. If you want to email me a question, find me on Facebook. If you got my cell number, shoot me a text, all that good stuff. The first question that I got for you comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, E.D. White or Vanderbilt, who you got on Saturday? That's the question I've been asked probably about. A hundred times since I woke up this morning. Who you got? E.D. White or Vanderbilt? Everybody wants to know. Um, It's truly a 50-50 game. It's a toss-up. I could see it going either way. But I'm not going to cop out of answering the question uh, because you asked. I lean towards E.D. White um, because I think that if the pitching breaks down and I think that this is a game where there's a, a pretty good likelihood that the pitching is going to break down, uh, because neither team will have their ace, and I think that you know these guys will be able to hit, you know, the secondary arms a little bit. I think that Ed White's offense is maybe a little better. You got <clears throat> just some big thumpers like you know Gobert and the big homer here's Como and those guys Weimer in the middle of the order, but you also just got some some very scrappy, uh, tough hitters like Melanson and everything at the top of the order who will be able to get on, who will be able to steal bases and do all those little scrappy things to manufacture runs. So I slightly lean E.D. White, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. You know, if you told me Vanderbilt's going to beat him 7-4, to I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me E.D. White's going to beat him 7-4, to I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to be a game that both teams have an opportunity. I don't think there's a clear favorite over the other, but because you asked, I'm going to go slightly E.D. White. Casey, will the 76ers close out tonight against Boston? Boy, I sure as hell hope so, uh, because I don't think they could win a third game in Boston in the series. Boston's actually favored by two tonight. I just feel like the vibe is such to where the 76ers sort of are in their heads a little bit. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. If you go back to game four and you take away the fourth quarter where Philadelphia was a train wreck, it's now seven out of eight quarters that the 76ers have really taken it to Boston. Because remember in game four, they put it on them in the first, second, and third quarters, had a double-digit lead, then blew it in the fourth quarter. You go back to game five, dominated that game throughout. So now we've seen two straight whole games where the 76ers kind of dominated the game, right? <clears throat> and I think that they're learning better how to guard Tatum, learning better how to stay in front of Jalen Brown, learning better how to get some cracks and some crevices in the Boston defense. So I think that some of the adjustments that they made position them well enough to win. But at the end of the day, I'm also not naive. I know it's the 76ers, and I know it's James Harden, and I know it's Joel Embiid, and I know it's some guys that don't have very good history of closing out series. So we'll see how that shakes out. Hopefully Philadelphia could punch that ticket forward and beat Boston tonight. But I'm not 100% certain that that's actually going to be the case, right? Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who would you bet on today to win the NBA championship in the NBA? That's actually a great question because there's still a lot of uncertainty there, right? Who's going to win the NBA championship? I'm going to pull up the FanDuel odds so that I could tell you that, you know, usually at this time in the postseason, you get to the middle, late stages of the second round. You got one team that's clearly established themselves as a, as a bigger favorite than the others. Uh, but that's just not the case right now. NBA Finals, the Nuggets are the betting favorite, plus 290 to win the championship. The 76ers are plus 300. The Celtics plus 400. The Lakers plus 460. The Warriors plus 800. The Suns plus 1,200. <clears throat> I would slightly lean Philadelphia um, because I think that they could beat any of the Western Conference teams, but I'm just not sure enough on them to actually beat Boston to where I would think that that would be a confident play or something that I would be uh, extremely eager about doing. So right now, it's kind of a stay away. But again, just for sake of answering the question, I'm going to go Philadelphia. 
Casey, will LSU get some football guys in the transfer portal? Yeah, they will. Absolutely, they will. They're going to go and try to get some defensive backs. Um, they lost out on the UL Lafayette guy who went to Alabama. They're chasing down a safety from Rhode Island that they're trying to get. Uh, so it's clear that they have targeted the defensive backfield as the area that they need the most improvement. Um, but in addition to that, I think they'll also they'll also go hunting for some local guys too. I think that they're going to try to get Logan Diggs. I think they'll try to get the wide receiver from Michigan State. I think that there's some pieces there that they think could build some depth that they think could round out their roster in a positive way. And to answer the question, yes, I do think LSU is going to stay active in the portal. And uh, you're just adding on, just adding on the icing to the cake because you don't currently have anyone in the portal. Uh, So anything that you add is just building depth, giving yourself some more options. And look, man, it's college football in the SEC. You need as many dudes as you could get. Um, if you need to get six or seven receivers, it's easy for you know a smart Alec fan to say, oh, only four could play. <laughs> what happens when two of them are out injured? Then what? You need as many of them as you could get. You could rotate. You can mix and match. You could play matchups. You have more options based on the more guys that you get. I think the Tigers will always be hungry to add more depth. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried should we be about the LSU baseball team? I don't usually look at the questions in advance, but um, I did see that this question was there listed, and it made me kind of think about it beforehand. Um, I'll say a three. I'll say a three. Um I'm not as concerned as the average Joe Schmo fan on social media who's yelling and screaming that they need to fire Jay Johnson and all the madness that you see. I'm not at that level. But I do think that this weekend it's very important that we see LSU start throwing some strikes. And I don't care if they give up runs. I don't care if, you know, they have to win games 11 to 6. I don't care if Mississippi State scores a little bit. That's exactly the point. Is I want to see Mississippi State score. I don't want to see LSU scoring for their opponent by walking 10 guys in a game, hitting two guys, throwing four wild pitches. That's the stuff you have to eliminate. And to me, it becomes a big weekend because you got to start seeing some of that improvement because the NCAA tournament is now right around the corner. So I rated it as a three. Um, you, you, pit, you played a game in the middle of the week against Northwestern State. You only walked two guys there. So you did make some improvement there. Um, but Northwestern State's not an SEC caliber opponent, right? So now you're facing an SEC caliber opponent. Let's see some of that progress. Let's set a goal, right? Let's, 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 let's set that benchmark. You got three SEC games. 12 walks. Let's stay under 12 walks before a game. I could argue that even that wouldn't be all that good, right? But for this team, I think it would be good. Let's stay under 12 walks for the weekend, and we could consider that a successful weekend. You go way over that, and then, boy, that that mercury's starting to rise up in the thermometer a little bit. Casey, which opponent worries you most for the New Orleans Saints in the 2023 season? Well, let me tell you all of them. Saints 2023 opponents. The NFL schedule, by the way, is actually going to come out today. Um, So if you're a Saints fan and you're looking forward to seeing who New Orleans is going to be matched up with on what dates and all that good stuff, we're going to learn that today. But just in terms of the sheer opponents, we know the Saints will be playing at home, or excuse me, on the road against Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa, of course, your division opponents, Green Bay, Minnesota, Los Angeles Rams, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots. Those are your road games. Your home games will be against Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa, Chicago, Detroit, New York, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. So without knowing the date of any of these games, right, which which makes a difference, right? Because if you tell me that the Saints are playing Green Bay on the road in late September, or if you tell me they're playing Green Bay on the road in January or, or late December, makes a pretty big difference, right? Uh, I would fear the late 
cold, you know, tundra game way more than I would a this, you know a September game. So without knowing the time that these games are being played yet, I lean towards the Rams game on the road because I think the Rams will be healthier. I think they're going to be looking to prove some people wrong. And at home, I lean towards the Detroit Lions. Um, I think the Lions are going to be tough, physical. I think Dan Campbell is going to have a little bit of an axe to grind against the Saints, right? It's a franchise that he used to be part of. I don't think he holds any ill will, but you always have a little extra oomph and a little extra enthusiasm when you're coaching against a team that you worked for. So I'll go the Lions amongst the games in the Dome, and I'll go the Rams in the road games. But if you tell me that you're playing Green Bay you know, the week of Christmas, or you play, you're playing New England the week of Christmas, and you're expecting a snow game, you know, that changes everything. But as of now, those are the two that I go with. Casey, your Atlanta Braves has some serious pitching injuries. Is it time to worry or make a move? Um, worry is maybe strong, um, but there are some serious injuries, right? Kyle Wright is going to be out a long time. <laughs> um, he's going to be out a long time. Then you got Max Freed, who by all accounts is going to be out a long time. Those are two big arms. Now, you're currently using Charlie Morton, you know, Elder, and Spencer Strider to do a lot of the work. And those guys so far have held up and have done that work at a very high level. Um, Dylan Lee yesterday pitched in a bullpen game and worked, you know, nearly three innings and looked really good doing so. Maybe that's an option. So you got some guys there, but they're certainly not Max Fried and Kyle Wright. So you got to be paying attention to, um, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to, to to make some things happen because. You're going to have to figure out how to cover 162 games with limited arms. Mike Soroka is supposedly coming back soon. Uh, he was great as a rookie. Hasn't pitched since. He's had multiple Tommy John surgeries. Had an Achilles surgery. Um, actually, no, not multiple Tommy John surgeries. Had a, multiple Achilles surgeries. My bad. Um, so will he be effective in the minor leagues right now? He's getting hit. Um, so that's an option. But yes, it is a concern. But... The thing about Atlanta is that, boy, when they lack something, they just find a way to make up for it other places. They're 25 and 12, and they've had all sorts of injuries and all sorts of issues, and nothing just seems to slow them down, right? They've got such great chemistry in that locker room and so many different guys that, that could help you. It, nothing seems to bother them. Nothing seems to slow them down. So I'm not a huge, it's not a huge concern, but it is something that you think about in the back of your mind. Casey, the last question is, if Nichols wins the Southland Conference in baseball, what seed would they be in the NCAA tournament? Well, here's a little secret about the NCAA tournament. <laughs> um, they tell you that they seed the teams 1 through 64 and then just make a true traditional bracket from there. That is one of the biggest lies in the history of sports because that's absolutely not what they do. Um, what they actually do is they seed the teams one through 16 and then they just kind of fill out the rest of the bracket, matching up some teams against opponents that are kind of regional to them. So you would see if Nichols gets in, they would be a number four seed and they would probably be in the LSU regional Alex box or probably be in, you know, a regional of some team in Texas or, you know, Florida, they wouldn't have to likely travel to UCLA or anything like that. I don't know if UCLA is even going to be a national seed, but they wouldn't likely have to travel to California. Like they keep it as regional as most as most reasonably makes sense. Even though they say that they seed the teams one through sixty four, that's not what happens. Um, so yeah, they would they would be a four seed though, without question, unless if they just got red hot, like won the rest of their games, maybe they could earn a number three. But just looking at RPIs, they would be a number four seed in some region around the country, likely around the southeast. Thanks to everybody for the questions. Uh, certainly enjoyed the questions. And now we catch a commercial break. And when we get back out of the commercial break, we'll talk some NBA playoffs. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado. 
with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the Confident and Towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Raging Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet, the Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by Later of the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on the Raging Cajun. KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're gonna get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained crisis counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone in crisis. For 24-7 confidential support, just call, text, or chat 988. Brought to you by the Louisiana Office of Behavioral Health. Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. Casey just clear here. Um, today's a big day in the NBA, man. No matter how you slice it, you got some big matchups. Uh, you got your 76ers taking on Boston. Oh, my browser just pulled up NHL. No, there we go. 76ers taking on Boston. You got Phoenix taking on Denver. Do the Suns have enough fight left in them to force game seven? with Durant and Booker and all the firepower that they have. Do the 76ers have enough? How could I say this? Um, I'll say it as bluntly as I can. <laughs> Do the 76ers have the balls to close out Boston, right? This is a 76er team that over time has come up small time after time after time again. Have they grown up enough? to close out a big dragon and slay a team that, frankly, is probably more talented than you and punch forward. That could be a franchise-changing win tonight if you get it. <clears throat> Can Duran and Booker work their magic one more time, go back to Denver, give themselves one last shot? Or can Denver close out, get themselves some rest, and prove to Taylor and I, hey, bro, we're not just chicken nuggets. We're, we're better than that. If Boston loses tonight, I think Boston has some internal issues. I do. I, I just do. I think they've got some internal issues. No one said anything, but I just read body language, and I just think that they've got some issues. If they lose tonight, do they survive it? Does Joe Missoula come back? Just does Jalen Brown come back? Because there's a lot of rumors and whispers that he's the kind of the odd man out, the guy that's kind of sniffing around 
other places. There's whispers linking him to the Houston Rockets. That's where his former coach is. If they lose tonight, can they survive it? Really interesting landscape, foundational changes will be happening tonight in the NBA. And I'm extremely curious to see how these two games shake out. Now, last night, we had the Golden State Warriors get a win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Remember I told you guys, Warriors minus seven and a half was the lock of the decade, right? <laughs> and I even told you so much that I had bought 10 extra points and I had taken Warriors minus 17 and a half. Now, that one didn't pay out for me. The Warriors win by 15, but minus seven and a half was the steal of the century. When the Warriors are at home and they have to have it, they win and they win via blowout every single time, right? <laughs> Remember I told you yesterday, New York Knicks minus three and a half. I said the Knicks had a little fight left in them. Cha-ching! We were two for two yesterday in the NBA. We hit them both. Um, the Warriors might have gotten extremely lucky yesterday. Again, right? The Warriors are the team in NBA history that has gotten the most injury luck of anybody. It feels like every single time they are in danger, every single time there is an opportunity that they may be um, jeopardized, somebody on the other team goes down and then they're able to just kind of easy ride their way back in. Anthony Davis went out yesterday with an apparent head injury, got elbowed in the face, right? They're saying that he doesn't have a concussion. I don't believe that. I think that it's one of those situations where, yo, Anthony, you don't have a concussion, right? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And I think they're just not even putting him through the protocols, which that's how the NBA had been played for decades. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be all that uncommon. That's how the NFL was played for decades. I think Anthony Davis is going to be out there, but I do think he probably did have a concussion. I think they're just skirting the protocols, right? Because they don't want him to have to miss. Um. But if Anthony Davis is limited in any stretch or imagination,